When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking Stuart Downing in this week's Tribe Supper. I'm Dominic Shaw, joined by Anthony Vickers and Jonathan Taylor to talk the winger who may well be on the move this month. Vick, did that come as a surprise to you this week? I think there's been rumblings for a while. I mean, he quite clearly hasn't been happy. He's slipped down the pecking order and he's frustrated. Uh, and there were also undercurrents under last year, there's a tension between himself and the manager, uh, although he was still doing his job, got his head down and... and uh, he was a regular in the team last year. When you're not a regular in the team, any tensions behind the scenes, any frustrations uh, are magnified. Uh, so I can see why he would feel frustrated and want to go. And we're in a different division now with different challenges. And I can see why the manager would want to use January to reshuffle his pack. And as he said quite clearly, anyone that is unhappy can leave. If, if there's a club there that's interested, and they can make it, you know, make it happen. Uh, then anyone that wants to leave can, and there'll be two or three players are frustrated. And obviously, we know David Nugent also left. If you're not in the team, it's very, very hard to to take sometimes. It, it opens up a, a number of questions, doesn't it, John? Where where will he go? Would Borough let him go to a rival because he's too good to be playing in the Championship? And, and you know, it's, it's too early for me to go over to China. America have been mm. linked as well. Um, and, and obviously you'd think Borough then must have replacements in mind. Yeah, they must do, um, because I, I was surprised by it. I think that I hardly think that there's a lot of options that Borough have got at the minute in the current playing squad. You know, I know Downing's found himself out of favour, but I don't actually think he's been playing any any worse than some of them. I mean, Victor Fisher's flattered to deceive for me. I mean, he, he's obviously come in the summer still finding his feet. Triore's obviously shown glimpses, but clearly Aito doesn't think he's a finished article. And, and then there's Christian Stuani, who, you know, there's a debate of is he actually a winger full stop. So I think Downing's a little bit unfortunate, but I'm not surprised he's a little bit frustrated because, I mean, I, I remember the game, I can't remember, I think it was away at Man United, I think Borough ended with Fabio as in the left wing and Downing was something. Burnley, wasn't was it? it Manchester Burnley? United was where he was replaced and yeah. he looked visibly frustrated yeah. to be replaced there. I mean, and, and then Triori started on the left ahead of him. Against Sheffield. Yeah, ex- exactly. But if Borough are willing to allow someone like Stuart Downing, you know, a seasoned pro, who, who you'd have to say, I mean, he would be an asset to quite a lot of teams, certainly not only in the Championship, but even bottom in bottom end Premier League. If they are willing to let him go, there must be, you know, irons in the fire. And, and, and I know that Ito said that on the wings, on the flanks, is his priority. And you'd have to think a couple of those are, are well down the line for him even to consider down in leaving. Clubs that have been mentioned, obviously Aston Villa so far, but but the word is that you know Stuart Downing isn't or is reluctant to move back down the Championship, which is understandable. Crystal Palace have been mentioned. It was in 2014 when Allardyce described him as the best midfielder in the Premier League on current form. It, it's it's more than just putting two and two together, isn't it, to say that Allardyce would want him back. I mean, he, he's, he's a few yeah, players yeah. short with the African Cup of Nations. He's uh, looking at the strength. And, and Allardyce has a record <laughs> of taking people that he trusts with him when he goes to clubs. So, Plus, of course, he's a new manager at Crystal Palace and new managers tend to get indulged. Uh, if it was a different club and a different manager, it might not be so easy to bring people in uh, when you're down at the bottom and under pressure because you'd have to justify the spending. 
but you mean there with the loan fee? With the loan fee and, and bringing players in. Uh, very often boards aren't willing to fund people that maybe they're thinking might get sacked in a couple of weeks down the line or whatever. But, but Allardyce has come in uh, with a fresh brief uh, and he will be indulged. And if, if there's two or three players that he wants, they're much more likely to go out and make it happen than, than certain other clubs. Uh, but you know, we know, for instance, that uh, Sunderland tried to get him when he came to Borough uh, and uh, uh, the main driver there was, was Sam Allardyce as well I think so the, there are links all the way along and uh, he, Stewie's a good player you know he, he's been playing at the top level all his career uh, he, he only stepped down into the championship last year because it was his hometown club and there was a project there that he found exciting you know the the chance to get his club promoted back up to the Premier League, and, he, and he's done that, and he can, I'm suppose you know he can feel proud of that. But he is a top-flight player, and the, will, the clubs that come in for him will be teams who think he can still do a job in the Premier League. It's sure. a big move for him, isn't it? Because he's at the age now 32. When when he came back, young family here, obviously wife here, he'll have thought, right, that's me, that's me settled now. He's back back at the club which he loves, where he grew up in the town where he where he grew up. So it, it's it's adjusting the mindset for him as well, isn't it? There's to you know, I know it's only a temporary move that's been talked about at the minute, but still, it's it's a big decision to be made. Yeah, absolutely. Because he would have come to Borough thinking, right, we'll get Borough up, and then I'll have a, a season or two in the Premier League, and then you know that's thank very much. That'll that'll be the end of a good career. And it has come as a surprise. I mean, he he, he was pretty much a stalwart all the way through last season. He played. You know, I think he made uh, 49, 49 appearances, I think it was, in all comps. Um, and I mean, yes, some fans kind of thought that he was playing within himself or he wasn't as big an impact in the second, you know, the second tier as he should have been, but he was a massive part of that, that Borough team that went up. And equally, I thought at the beginning of this season as well, he, he actually, you know, Karanka, Karanka was purring about him, wasn't he, in the first couple of months of the season, saying how he belongs in the Premier League and he's back to you know, his best form. Um, but it's just, I mean... I personally think, as he as he had loads of opportunities, a massive run in the team, perhaps not. I do think he's he can probably count himself a little bit unfortunate not to be considered a key member of the squad. Certainly, for well, me. I mean, just just looking back, I think what what the 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 odd the peculiar thing about how things have worked out this season is. Stuart Downing played just 90 minutes in, in one of the last seven games last season, the full 90. And he played the full 90 minutes in the first eight league games this season. You had Aitor Karanka saying how he belongs in the Premier League. And, and he looked at home, didn't he? I'd, I'd say he was Borough's best player in, his op- in those opening weeks. And, and in a matter of, what, three months, two months, that's completely transformed to the point where the manager's now willing to let him go. It's, it's an odd shift there, isn't it? I think the change in formation hasn't helped him. No, but, but, wouldn't, he fit, sorry, but wouldn't he fit that? Well, don't you look at that and think he, he could play on the left, he could play in the middle. I, I don't think you look at that and think, well, you know what, Middlesbrough are now playing a system where Downing wouldn't fit. I think, I think he'd fit that formation now better than he did before. I, 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 think I actually would like to see him tried as one of the mid, midfield yeah, three. Yeah. I think he could work there. Yeah. I think he would add balance to that little department. I, I think his strength is that he he's uh, very, very calm on the ball. He retains possession, he recycles possession. Uh, he's got a bit of nous. He's got a little bit of defensive. You know, he's got defensive, uh, strategic thinking about the the game. He, he he's a player that is good under pressure and his passing. He's got a good range of passing, and I, I could see him fitting very neatly into that 
that midfield three. I wouldn't disagree with either point, but I think that it has gone against him, whether it should have or not, it has True. gone against yeah. him. Because yeah. obviously Adama Traore has burst on the scene at Arsenal and that and pretty much, I mean, only until recently, he, he was he was almost the first choice winger for a little spell, wasn't he? Which means Gaston Ramirez then goes and plays on the left and he's probably the undroppable put man in that bro team, Ramirez. Um, and, but then and down even when Traore was dropped, which he was for mm. three or four games, and Ramirez went over at the right, and I thought Ramirez was playing his best football he's played all season in that little spell he had on the right. Mm-hmm. Karanka was then preferring Fisher on the left. Yeah. Now, if you look at recent weeks, Fisher, Traore, um, Fabio... Ramirez, yeah. they've all been used ahead of Downing in that left position, haven't they? And that's the point. I don't think any of them, other than maybe Ramirez, has been playing any better than Downing, uh, certainly any more consistent. So I can understand this frustration. I can understand why he, he all of a sudden he's, you know, he has decided, right, well, I'm, I'm fed up here. I'm, I will make a move because plenty of teams will be after him. That said, Vic, it's, it's another example, and we've seen a fair few over the last couple of years, of, of Aitor Karanka you know, headstrong in the decision that he feels is the right decision. Well, that's what managers do. Uh, that's what clubs do. You know, every, every transfer window, you're looking at the, the team being upgraded. Uh, and it might not always be the people that, that fans w- would pick to, to, to uh, change. But the, the manager has pretty much systematically, over his three years, improved the team in every window, changing a component here and a component there. And that's how you make progress. Uh, Arguably, Jordan Rhodes is in a similar position. He came in, scored the goals, got Borough, helped Borough get promoted. And if the manager doesn't think he's good enough in this in this division, then you know he's going to try and change things. And maybe Stewie is a little bit of a victim of that. And also, there might be some thinking. It it might be some it, there might be some asset management in thinking. Come next summer, he's a year older. He's still got two years on his his contract. He might be harder to sell then. So if they can do something now, uh, maybe that in, in terms of the long-term strategic planning, that makes more sense. Judging by what, what, what kind of the reaction in the stadium, the reaction on social media, the reaction of, of you know, people we speak to out and about when, you know, when you're out and about, Downing comes across as quite a divisive figure over the last year or so. He always has been. Do you think, do you think that, I mean, the, you com- the common thing you hear is how he's not the player he was. You know, why, why doesn't he beat a man? He's not the player he was when he burst through. But if you look at a lot of midfielders, Chris Brunt, James Morrison, two examples who were at Borough, James McLean at West Brom, <laughs> a lot gigs the, the, the back end of his career. Wingers who burst on the scene as, as the flying flanker don't necessarily finish the career as the same player, do they? Is, isn't that just normal? Of course it is. Of course it is. But, you know, a, a lot of the, the, the burden of expectation when he came back was that a lot of people did think he was the player that had left, the one that was going to, to beat a man and, and, and put crosses in. And f- one of the reasons why he's taken so much criticism is that he's being measured against something which isn't really there. But in terms of being a de- divisive figure, he was when he was here. I mean, I remember people slagging him off uh, and calling him a fanny because he wasn't charging back 30 yards to put in a tackle. That's not what he was there for. Uh, and you've got to understand that it's, it's horses for courses and people are put into the team to do a particular job. And since he's come here, one of the jobs he's done is, as a more experienced player is to take more discipline in terms of how the shape was unfolding on the pitch. Um, one of the things that he did in that was, although he was nominally the left winger, very often he would uh, either drift inside or drop back to allow George Friend to do the overlapping bit 
and it was George Friend that was offering the whip and the pace and the crosses and people were criticising Downing for not doing it but clearly it was a management instruction and let's not forget as well that Downing was actually brought to back to Borough as the number 10 you know, Karanka thought that he was going to be the number 10 that was going to link all the play and sit just behind the striker because that's where he was You know, at his, probably at his best season at West Ham and, and back to what Allardyce was saying he was the best best English midfielder in, in the league or whatever well the stats probably they backed that up he, he created the most chances I think you know, more than David Silva or Eden Hazard and all. That, that obviously was never going to you know, remain the case over three or four seasons but I don't know, like, he was clearly going to be a different player because he, he came into the squad into a different kind of, in Karanka's different system to do a different job but for whatever reason he's not managed to nail that number 10 one down I mean pretty quickly after he came in Fabrini hit the ground running didn't he and ever since then really Downing's faced an uphill battle trying to get in that that position that he he actually moved back to Borough saying I want to play in the number 10 because that's when I felt most freest Obviously, it's not worked, and he's gone out to the left. And unfortunately for him, it's you know the manager, the manager doesn't fancy it, whether he should be or shouldn't be. You're going to drop out the team. Will, will he regret coming back? Do you think? Or, or... I don't think so. He came with the intention of getting Borough promoted and, it, and job done. And just like everyone else, he was partying on the pitch yeah. after the Brighton game, and he was in the Dickens. And, you know, and it was a fantastic achievement, really. So I, I think he can give himself a pat on the back and, and think that he did phase one of what he came here to do the expectations that he'd play in the Premier League well I mean, it's still open ended I mean, he could well go away on loan impress come back and be, be a key part of the next couple of, we, we don't know, you know that, that particular part is unwritten but in terms of what he was brought in to do you've got to say it's a, a, a success Loan, loan moves work out different ways, don't there? Some loan moves, you, you go and, and it's a shop window job for the bigger picture and to get a permanent move. Do you see this, John, or as, as in the summer, do you think, a lot, and I know it's hard to say because we don't know where he's going yet, but do you think it'll be a case of a loan move will be made permanent or do you think this is a chance for six months of football and then he'll come back with another point to prove? I don't think he'll want to plan too far ahead. I think he'll go out and play some regular football that he wants to. And you don't know what will happen at the end of the season. All of a sudden, you know what happens if I talk Ranker leaves in the summer, for example. All of a sudden, a new manager comes in and might fancy Stuart Downing. I know he's, he'll be uh, older by that point, but I don't think that his borough door is closed. I think back to the point of will he regret it? I do think that he'll look back at promotion as one of his real highlights and he achieve achieve what he wanted to. But equally, we can't forget that he, he did leave West Ham in the best form of his career when you know arguably turned down European football to, to come down to Borough and, and naturally quite a lot of top flight clubs would have taken him at that point as well so he'll, he'll feel a little bit kind of aggrieved at the way it's worked out disappointed at the way it's worked out but I think it'll be mixed feelings for him to be honest and he didn't come did he as a player on the way I mean I remember Slavin Bilic reading Slavin Bilic's quote about how, he, how hard he tried to convince him to stay there oh yeah he, 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 he is a pedigree top five player and as Jono says there would have been half a dozen clubs would have been interested but he made it quite clear that he wanted to come to Borough it was a homecoming it was a, as much of it was domestic as, as footballing and there was a, there was a little emotional uh, thing about it as well he was coming home he, he, when he left he, he left in uh, after Borough had been relegated and part of the, the motivation for his exit was the fact that the, the banks wanted some money back from Borough and there was a, a bit of a fire sale that summer and uh, when he left he said you know, it was unfinished unfi- business and 
you know, given a chance with Borough back in the top flight, he, he would come back. So, I mean, he was good, good to his word on that. Obviously, obviously, I know that results is a you know, football's a results business, of course. And if Down is not getting the team, you know he's more than entitled to go. Blah blah blah. But I think one of the biggest disappointments if he does leave is that the the effect it does have because he he is probably the greatest product of Borough's academy, isn't he? Yeah, and he remains so. That, yeah. And having someone like that walking through the Rockcliffe corridors, you know, past the under 18s team, the under nines team, even the under 23s, they'll look up to someone like Stuart Downing, and they still will. And so, and I'm sure that they, you know, they should have the lunch in the canteen and near him, and and he'll he'll inspire them because that's what you can become if you know, if you get it right. That's what you can become someone like Stuart Downing, and it'll be a, it's a little bit of a shame, I think, that obviously if Downing does drop out of Borough, that probably the the academy's best, the academy's best is. It's kind of his second coming's been a little bit of a well, a damp squib. Not, not just the academy's best, he's, he's been the best talent born on T side since the war. Mm. Mm. So it's a bit disappointing, isn't it? The way that if this, if this is how it's going to end for him at Middlesbrough as a footballer, it's a little bit disappointing, isn't it? Just to wrap up, one, one word that I talk around has used repeatedly this year is experience, and he, and he, he talks about it in most pre match press conferences, in most post match press conferences. Is it a gamble then? Is it a risk on his part? to let go your most experienced Premier League player. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. But at the minute you have to say that he's not playing either. I mean there isn't much experience in that Borough team in terms of Premier League, but does that make a massive difference now on I mean that he Downing played a massive part in getting Borough, you know, finding their feet in the first few weeks and that was always the crucial one. If you you come up and lose six, seven on a bounce, then you're in trouble. But he didn't and he was I'm sure he was a quite experienced head in the dressing room. You know, along with along with you know the likes of a Valdez or a Negredo, kind of a, a bit of a leader in helping Borough to acclimatise. But now, I mean, Borough are a different team now to what they were when they kicked off the season against Stoke. Um, and if he's not in the squad, I mean, clearly Carranca thinks they can do without that experience. You said in a word. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and in terms of replacements, Vic, we touched on this in a video we did earlier this week. Uh, if Downing goes, would you expect two to come in? Because before the news broke about Downing, Karanga spoke about the need for a winner. Yeah, we, we always thought there were one light in, in August. We thought they hadn't quite finished, and, and the, the missing piece of the jigsaw was probably a right sided attacking midfielder. Uh, the exit of, uh, of, of Downing uh, would mean there's probably a vacancy there on the left as well. And we know the names that have been mentioned, Bojan, uh, Snodgrass, uh, and they're people who can play on both sides, which solves the problem, ticks the boxes in terms of bringing the squad up to size, and also uh, it, it fits in with the, the Karanka philosophy of people being versatile and being able to play in at, at least two positions, and sometimes it, with, with different mentalities as well. John, finally, I've said finally for the last three questions now. It, it has the makings of something that's going to rumble on throughout the window, doesn't it? The Downing thing. Yeah, I don't think it'll be in any rush. To be honest, I think that. I mean, I'm surprised that that Palace haven't made. We understand they haven't made a move yet because I would have thought they would be pretty eager to get someone in as quick as possible. Uh, but as for Downing, I mean, he's, we understand he's got lots of options, and and this is a big move for him now, isn't it? At 32, um, he needs to get this one right, um, and I'm sure. Obviously, since the news is broken, a lot of teams will have kind of looked in-house and thought, "Can we? will we approach Stuart Downing? So I think he's in no rush. He's clearly got a contract. He's happy to sit where he is for now. And I think, like a lot of deals do in January, it will rumble the final days. Plus, it will depend on Borough getting a replacement as well. So it might be a case of that clubs have made inquiries and have been told, come back in a fortnight when we let them know what we're doing. Hopefully it works out for all parties. Cheers, fellas.